Hey everybody, this is Bob Barker with the AGC of Wisconsin, and I want to welcome you to today's Ford Construction Podcast. We're excited that it's 2022, and this is our first podcast of 2022. It's February 8th, and um, really excited today to have Anna Stern with me. Anna is Vice President of Tri-North Builders in Fitchburg, and she's also the 2022 President of the AGC. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, great. It's nice. You know, it's nice to have somebody here in person. You know, <laughs> been doing this over the conference phone for, you know, a year or whatever. So it's great to have you here in person. And, um, you know, I I guess, you know, just to kind of get started here, um, I really wanted to have you on just to kind of have you share your story about, you know, how you got involved with Tri-North Builders and, and um, I guess what you do on a daily basis and uh, your outlook and then, you know, kind of what you think about AGC and stuff and um, kind of use that a little promotional for um, uh, podcast for AGC a little bit too. But uh, so, you know, just tell me a little bit about, you know, you and your, your background, how you got involved with Tri-North and your education and all that good stuff. All right, I can do that. Uh, so... I have technically been involved with Tri-North since it very began, uh, since the very beginning. My dad is one of the three founders of Tri-North. He is Tom, one of the Tri. The other two were Joe Danino and Don Jones, both of whom have retired. I did not go into construction in a traditional way. I started, I went to law school, and so I started out working in private practice at a law firm, uh, Michael Best, here in Madison. And I worked there for about five years specializing in construction law. Tri-North was one of my clients in that time. And actually, when the recession hit, uh, it and the Tri-North was looking at kind of cost-cutting and cost-saving um, opportunities, they were looking at legal bills. And it made more sense to bring me in-house than it did to keep paying law firm rates. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of benefit to having an in-house counsel as well because, people come to you for more than they would if they know that they're paying your legal rates outside. So that's when I came over to Tri-North, which was in 2010. And I do kind of a dual role. I am our legal counsel, so I still do all of our legal work. But then I am also our vice president, which involves managing kind of the day-to-day operations a lot on the people side, dealing with everybody and questions, concerns, um, policies, procedures, all of the fun stuff. I can't believe it's been 2010. I know. Wow. It's crazy. Time has just flown there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm sure dealing with the people stuff is a lot of fun. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and then you probably get involved with, like, your owner contracts and different, yep. you know, issues that come up on construction projects and things yep. like that. Yep, anything right? that would fall under the umbrella of legal yeah. falls to me. And then yeah. a lot of the risk management stuff, I work with our safety director and right. then – we handle it together. Yeah. Well, it's got to be challenging, but but fun too, I'm I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's daily variety, that's for sure. Right, right. So, um, you know, I know a little bit about Tri-North obviously. I know um, you guys do a lot of retail work, but um, just give us a snapshot about Tri-North type of work you do and Sure. We um we run the gamut. Uh we are a national contractor, which means we work in all 50 states. We actually right now are doing a job in Honolulu. We do not often do them in Hawaii, but we are doing one right now. Oh, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you have a job in, Hon- in Honolulu and you're in Wisconsin? Right? I know. 
there was a big fight in amongst the office staff for who was going to go out there. Okay. Unfortunately, none of us oh boy. <laughs> yeah. won that lottery. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> um, so we work in all 50 states and we do pretty much everything you can think of with the exception of wastewater treatment plants. We don't touch those. Um, primarily, we have a retail department and a commercial department. And retail has historically been inline mall retail, although that is shifting quickly. Um, it's more and more big box retailers that we're working with nowadays. And those it is the retailers that primarily take us all around the country, although our commercial um, footprint is expanding every year too. So then commercial is the gamut of what you would define as commercial projects with an emphasis on uh, hotels and movie theaters. So you can imagine how COVID was for us. Um, and then, you know, office build-outs, just things like that. A little bit of everything. So are you the ones that go into Target and turn the whole store upside down so you don't know where anything's at next uh, time you go in there? Not for Target, but yes, we do for do others? that for many, okay. many retailers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a, a strategy to that, I'm sure, from yes. the retail standpoint, making people walk around the stores. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, so you're in all 50 states. So how do you, I mean... I mean, I mean, it seems like it's a big, yes. big management issue. It is. Like, right? It's a lot of um, school of hard knocks, a lot of um, reading just whenever we can, trying to figure out each state's laws. I, I actually have drawn the short straw in terms of filing our sales and use tax, so I get to learn about the taxes of every single state, which is always fun and interesting. Um, but it's a lot of, you know, coordination and trying to maintain the context that we make down in any given area so that if we happen to go there again, we kind of know who to call. So how do you manage that? I mean, it's because I know, you know, I've helped many members when they travel around, you know, because especially if you go south, you know, most of them have licensing laws mm-hmm. to keep people like you out of there <laughs> if they can. Yep. But uh, so, I mean, is that you that's getting the license or is there like how do you manage that for the most part it's me um it was tom for a long time now i I get the pleasure of doing that but we have a couple other folks who as well who have become our license holders in certain states but for the most part it's either tom or i and then it's the continuing ed in all of those states too right right so when you go to those states i guess i'm just presuming here which we know what that means sometimes but (laughs) You're taking like key people and then subcontracting a lot of a lot of the local to a lot of local contractors. Yep, for the most part, the on site, um, the only person typically that we have on site is our superintendent. So most of our superintendents will travel and they will go and they'll be at the job site for the duration. The project manager will vig- visit regularly. Um, if it's a much larger project, then obviously we'll staff it a little bit differently, but that's typically how we do it. And then we subcontract out for the most part. Um, if there's a fire, we will send some of our crews if we have, not a fire as in a real fire, but like a fire, like an emergency, we'll send some of our crews out there. Right. Right. So how, um, how do you say, how do you use technology with these, you know, being spread out? Yeah. (laughs) Um, poorly probably (laughs) no No. we've you know every it seems like every couple months we're adapting or adopting some new technology to help with all of that we have 
we've always used Viewpoint um, for our construction management and estimating software. And now they have Viewpoint Field, which makes connects our field guys with Viewpoint. So they can do a lot of their daily reports and time cards and things like that in there. Um, and then it's a, we try to get as many programs as we can to make it as easy as possible for that communication back and forth. Right, right. Well, I didn't realize you were in 50 states <laughs> and Honolulu. Yeah. I, I knew you traveled, but I didn't realize you were that spread out. Yep, but, yep. Uh, yeah. So are you out in Seattle? Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. You don't, you're not relying on concrete out there, are you? Uh, we are not doing any jobs out there currently, thank goodness. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I know the Teamsters are on strike out oh, there, and yeah. we have one other member working out there, and they haven't seen a concrete truck for like 30 days. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, we finished our last one. We did one out there last year that just kind of wrapped up, but luckily we're not there right now. Yeah, well, good for you. Um, so what do you see going into next year in 2023? Um, what we're or seeing, this year in 2023. Yeah. yeah, what we're seeing is things picking up, um, getting back to normal, normal uh, for the industries that we work in. Um, we're starting to see hotel work come back. Movie theaters are not there yet. I think we've got a little bit of time. They've got a lag now where nobody was producing anything for a certain amount of time, so there's nothing for them to show. Uh, but other than that, we're seeing everything increasing. The retailers that we talk to have healthy build programs for this year and for next year. So we're seeing all positive trends in terms of workload workforce is a bit more of a concern as our materials and inflation and all the fun things we all talk about. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the big issue I think for everybody right now is those things, workforce and material and supply chain yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah, we're seeing some, particularly on the hotel end of things, they've got a, when they start planning is when they now need to order things or else it's we've had a couple jobs get pushed just because they can't get furniture or they can't get whatever it is that they need to be done. So are you seeing like in the hotels and I guess projects that are compatible for modular type construction? Are you seeing any of that with those hotels or anything? Uh, not yet. Not yet? No, yeah. but it's, you know, I think that's all just coming. Yeah. So any other challenges or opportunities that you kind of see from your perspective for the industry? Uh, I would say challenges for the industry. And it's my perspective is that everyone wants to do more and be better, but um, diversity in general, which plays into the workforce conversation, I think is probably one of the biggest challenges we're all facing. And it's, I think, Everyone is doing their daily jobs and trying to make their projects work and everything. So there's limited time and capacity to really focus on some of these other initiatives in terms of trying to get more people interested in our industry and trying to reach out to other organizations to try to get more people into our industry. And that seems to be where we have some challenges, I would say. And we see that at Tri-North just in terms of workforce and um, making sure we're planning ahead for some of these jobs we see coming. You know, this whole workforce issue is, I mean, it's its a challenge, you know. Like, you know, we've been going back and forth in an email about this, you know, bill that you're going to testify on you know, <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, just getting young people interested to, you know, 
be a carpenter or mason or electrician or whatever and work with their hands, I mean, it's a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of our future workforce, you know, are, are young ladies and, you know, Hispanics and other folks that have, you know, other challenges too. And, um, um, so it, it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, I do appreciate you doing that on Thursday, by the way. I know I kind of hit you with that. So, (laughs) but, uh, it's an important effort, you know, to help apprentices, um, get through that first couple years of their apprenticeship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're our president this year. Yeah. So you've spent, so this would be your fifth year on the board. I don't yes. know if you realize that or not. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. but yes. Yeah, so you, because uh, you have a normal three-year term, right? Yep. And then we extended everybody's term another year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Right? I always kind of forget that yeah. COVID year. So, yeah, well, I wish we all could, right? <laughs> so this would be your fifth year on the board. And, you know, I, I guess I've always kind of, you know, from just looking at it from my perspective on the staff and everything, felt that being on the board is really one of the main benefits of being a member of AGC. So I just wanted to ask you about, you know, kind of your experience on the board, what your perspective um, has been, you know, serving on the board, you know, knowing that you're sitting in a room with, <laughs> you know, you know, most competitors, you know, right. for the most part, you know, but um, just, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I think it's fun. Um, it's an opportunity to sit with competitors in a different way, to get to know competitors in a congenial manner, I guess, versus when we pass each other in the room doing a proposal or something like that. Uh, so I enjoy it. I enjoy the um, time to catch up with people, hearing everyone's perspectives on um, whatever it is that we're talking about on any given day. Uh, it's interesting to me, too, because we have so many contractors that do such different things. So that perspective plays into things that we talk about. With, like when we're talking about state work, that's not something that we're super familiar with. But I like hearing what some of the other contractors are experiencing and their and, opinions. And why you don't do it. And why you don't do it. <laughs> it does remind me sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I really enjoy <laughs> the board from that perspective. And of course, it's always nice to kind of be in the know or feel like you're helping with what's going on in our state and our industry. Yeah, the um um you know, it's it's somewhat of a mini peer group, you yeah. know, for the most part. I mean, you can like I'm sure well, I know there's folks on the board that you don't compete with, you know. Yep. And it's an opportunity to establish relationships, like you say, and talk about industry issues. And um, so um, I always tell members, you know, if you really want to get involved, get on the board. Yeah. You know, and and uh, so going into 2022, um, you know, I, I don't know if you've thought a lot about, you know, your goals or, you know, ideas. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk <laughs> about this until today. We're, and we're doing it publicly. But uh, that's okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what you want to get done this year. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to solve all of the world's problems, obviously. (laughs) Um, I think for me, one of the big things is kind of working more on that women in construction initiative and trying to 
just develop the idea further and start getting that moving along, I think would be good. Hey, you know, speaking of that, I, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, but um, it, we had a lot more ladies at our winter uh, annual meeting this year. I did notice that. Did you notice that? Yep. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, that in all of my annual meetings, I mean, that's the most participation from women that I can remember. Yeah. Which is nice. And, and you know, I think maybe um, some of that was, might be driven by Leadership AGC. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've had quite a few women go through a leadership AGC now, yeah. and uh, which is a good, a good thing. Um, Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and I know you know we started our uh, She Builds Wisconsin initiative, and and there's a lot of initiatives out there on that, and we need to kind of figure out where we fit in and what we want to do. Yep. But I think it's an important effort, and and I think our members will support it too. Don't you? Yes. I do. Yeah. I think when we talked at the summer meeting, it was well-received. I thought the follow-up that I received from people made it seem like they were interested. Well, that was our most most, uh, well-received program at summer meeting. Yeah. So do you think that, um, you know, we had talked about the, I know you had talked to Jeff about the Construction 101. Mm -hmm. Do you think that will maybe some of the administrative folks? Yeah. I think it would be great. I just, I look at, just as one organization, um, anytime we bring in someone who's kind of accounting or administrative, even our marketing folks, they almost across the board, they don't have much construction experience. And it's just, I used to, long ago when I was at Michael Best, I used to kind of roll my eyes every time someone would introduce me. They would be like, well, this is Anna Stern and she knows about the construction industry, which means she knows all of the words. And I was just was I thought it was silly at the time, but now as I introduce these new people and I train them, they don't know what any of those terms mean, and we're used to them. So when I start talking about liens, their eyes glaze over. And I think if you look at just Tri North and the number of times that I have to sit have to that I sit in on these training sessions um, <laughs> <laughs> and teach people all of that, I imagine most other contractors are going through the same thing. And if we kind of centralize it through AGC, um, I think it's a really good opportunity for folks to kind of get that basic training for a lot of the staff who don't have that background. Right. I mean, we use a lot of acronyms and don't even think about it. Yeah. And we think everybody knows what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I know Jeff's um, working on that. And um, anything else? I think... And this is not specific to our industry, so we'll see how much we end up dealing with it through AGC or anything else. I do think, as I talk to other business leaders just around the city, everyone seems to be experiencing a case of the blahs coming out of COVID, and it seems to be affecting workforce from the top to the bottom. And I'm, I'll be curious to see if that's a long-term effect that we have. And when you talk about workforce, how you kind of keep people motivated or get them re-engaged because it seems like everyone's just kind of worn out. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I really do. I mean, you know, just look at your superintendents Mm -hmm. and your field folks really too. I mean, the amount of stress that they were under, Yep. you know, going to work every day, wearing a mask or whatever, working in some sort of environment and then, you know, going home yep. to their spouse and their kids. 
And, you know, it just had to be stressful. Yes. I mean, if you think about it. And, and I I guess, you know, I, I think they're kind of the true heroes in a lot of this, really. Yep. I mean, they really Agreed. got it got it done. I mean, but I think you're right. And, you know, looking at our summer meeting and the annual meeting and just how people were excited to get out and, like, <laughs> see people and yep. talk to people in person – you know, maybe that's the answer, you know, as far as just kind of trying to get back to some sense of normalcy. Yeah. And, and maybe if the mask mandates get lifted, you know, and people are kind of getting, trying to get back to some sense of normalcy, maybe that will help. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, for AGC, you know, we're going to continue our in-person events and regional meetings in person. Um, so... We'll try and do our part yeah. in person. Yeah. I think that's a key key factor in it. I agree. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Keep connecting with everybody. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think, you know, we're like right at the end of this legislative session. So, you know, like, you know, what we're dealing with on this coming Thursday. Um, and there's, you know, a few other bills getting thrown out there, like right at the end of the session. Um so we might have some legislative issues to deal with us next year. You know, we talked about the UW construction issues at the and yep. state construction at the last board meeting. Um, I'm guessing we're going to have to get more involved in that this year. Yeah. Which is, you know, always fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we can get our academies launched and up and running in Portage mm-hmm. and Kenosha and Eau Claire, um, you know, if we can get those up and running this year, I think we've made some progress. Yeah, that would um, be awesome. Yeah, we're meeting with Portage next Monday morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're trying to build them a building yeah. up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and these, you know, the, the challenges with the school districts is space, you know, and they just don't, over the years, their space for technical education has been given to other departments or whatever. Yeah. And um, um, so finding space for them to, you know, do projects or learn how to do construction work is a challenge. Yeah. And the bigger challenge is that, you know, what we found is when we go into a school and we're successful, that, you know, it's like the old saying, build it and they will come. Yeah. And they do. Which is good. Yeah, it's great. And they do, but, it you know, it's like – you should build twice the size of building that you need <laughs> when you're going into it because, yep. you know, if you don't, you're going to outgrow what you have yep. pretty quickly. Yeah. So, but it's all exciting stuff. Yes. And a worthwhile um, endeavor. So, well, I really appreciate you um, joining me today for yeah, thanks my for first podcast me. of the year and uh, look forward to working with you as president this year and yeah we'll kick some butt and take names seems like a good plan all right thank you thank you all right thanks for listening to the forward construction podcast to access this and other agc podcasts go to the agc website at www.agcwi.org or download directly at google play or apple podcasts for more information on this podcast or to get involved please contact Bob Barker at the AGC office.